Welcome to A Culture of the Supernatural. Hi, this is Apostle Jonathan Bird. Using my experience as a springboard, I want to share with you steps that you can take to begin the process of walking in the supernatural. Amazing progress can be made by both men and women who are willing to be discipled. True freedom is a result of understanding and receiving the truth about yourself and your creator. Come and join with me in today's message. In the book of Jeremiah, chapter 23, verse 16, these words. Thus says the Lord of hosts, do not listen to the words of the prophets who prophesy to you. Now, I'm not saying don't listen to prophecy. I'm not forbidding prophecy. That's not what I'm saying. But in this particular situation, God said there were some people who were prophesying out of their soul. And so he tells them, he says, do not listen to the words of the prophets who prophesy to you. They make you worthless. They speak a vision of their own heart, not from the mouth of the Lord. That's what he says. In 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen, these words. And no wonder, Paul says, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. And so in 1 Thessalonians 5.21, these words, we are encouraged to test all things and hold fast to what is good. Test all things. Pray things through. Just don't, just don't run off and, and believe everything you, you hear. And don't disbelieve everything you hear either. Test it. Is it uplifting to me? Is it encouraging to me? If it's a word of instruction, God's instructions always is delivered with God's provision for the instructions. God said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. So God's not going to leave you bankrupt. He's not going to tell you to go do something and not give you the provision for it. God won't do that. Do you understand that? So you, you need to rightly discern what's talking to you, who's talking to you, and then how you are receiving it in your heart. Because it can be, we want to get it, we want to live in a place that we're not familiar with. We want to live in the supernatural, but you have to get familiar with how to live in the supernatural. You have to get familiar how to walk in the spirit and live in the prophetic by faith. Why? You have to learn how to exercise your senses to live in that place. Do, do you understand that? That's what the book of Hebrews says. In other words, every single day you need to somewhere, somehow apply your senses to rightly discern. So that all of your senses and your soul and your spirit now are talking to each other in alignment with the Holy Spirit. I said to you just a few moments ago, the Holy Spirit comes where he's where His presence comes where he's invited and he stays where he's welcome. He never stays where his presence never stays where he's not welcome. But his person is always with you. Now, my mother, she's no longer walks on this planet. She is always with me. Do you understand that? But I, I don't have her presence always with me. Do you understand that? Okay. And there were times when I was growing up, I was so glad to get out of her presence. 
especially my grandma, because my grandma would beat you down. I mean, she'd beat you up really bad. And we used to tell her, Grandma, it's not lawful <laughs> for you to do us like that. And then you got beat up for telling her it wasn't right. So in 1 John chapter 4, now look what it says, verse 1. Beloved, do not believe every spirit. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Do not believe every spirit. Well, we know that spirits don't have bodies, so they have to communicate and talk through bodies. And they have to communicate and talk through people's thoughts. They have a voice. And remember, there is no words without pictures. Your words paint pictures in people's minds. That's one of the beauties a prophecy. That's one of the beauties of dreams. God came and said, I will seal my instructions to you in the night watch in dreams. And so then you get dreams. You don't understand. You want someone to interpret your dream? It said, well, I see snakes in my dream. Well, what color were the snakes? Well, I seen frogs in my dream. Well, what color were the frogs? Well, I seen this and I see that. Now you need someone to interpret what you see. Why? Because what you saw was nothing more than what you heard. But you didn't hear. You didn't have an ear to hear what you heard. So God had to give you a picture. So he says, I'm going to seal my instructions to you in the night watch. So God comes in the night where he can get your attention. And because you are dull of hearing, he has to show you things. He has to show you pictures. And so when you get up, then you need to find somebody who interpret dreams to tell you this is what the Lord says to you. So remember, when we want to live in the realm of the supernatural, we have to learn how to live there. Does that, you understand that? I remember when we first bought a house. I never owned a house. Well, I had to learn how to live in a house. You know, I had to learn how to turn the water off when it got cold. When the temperature dropped below freezing, I had to turn the water off. Well, I never had to turn it off in, in the apartment and other places I live. I never thought about turning the water off. I had to learn how to cut the grass. I never cut the grass before. I never had a lawnmower cut grass. I had to learn. I went and bought a, a snowblower. And the snowblower took off on down the street. <laughs> I didn't know it was self-propelled. <laughs> I turn my back and the snow blows going down the street. <laughs> well, do you understand that? So I had to learn something about living in the house. Why? Because I had to live in the house and I needed to know something about the house. Do you understand that? So if you're going to live in the realm of the spirit, you need to learn how to live there. You need tools. You need, you need a snow blower. You need a lawnmower. You need all of those things. I went out and bought a water hose. Guess what I did? I mowed over it. <laughs> did you understand that? Why? And then so I bought one of those things like my neighbor had on the side of the house. to roll up the thing, the, 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 the hose so I wouldn't run over it. You see, I had to learn how to live in the house just like we have to learn how to live in the spirit. You see? You've got to learn how to handle the supernatural. 
Now, my friend, Dixie has been prophesying for years. She knows how to handle that. She knows how to maneuver there. She knows when to give a word and when to hold a word. She'll look at some people and say, have a great day. When are you going to prophesy on me? No. Why? Because you can't handle what I'm saying to you. Why? Because when I prophesy to you, what I say to you is holy. Do you understand that? So when your apostle come in and teach you week after week, the word he teach you is holy. And he's delivering a holy word to a holy people. A chosen generation. A holy people. So we are to receive the word of the Lord with a, a holy heart. With an undivided heart. That's how your faith is going to work. And you say, well, you know, faith without works is dead. Now he can deliver that word to you and it can be a word of faith. You can walk out and just pumped up as pumped up it can be. But if you don't work that word by your faith, it will profit you nothing. It will be just a good word and you will be one upset individual. Okay, let's go back to the verse of scripture. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirit. If you notice that word spirit there in both of these instances is small, not Holy Spirit. So he says you need to test it, try it, whether they are of God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. So if they went out into the world, they come into the church. Verse 2, by this you know the Spirit of God, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. Don't look for him, he's already here. He's a son of prediction. And I am going to tell you something. The church is the only, it's the only organism that can restrain the son of prediction. You take the church out of it, and this world is too true. It's the truth. So I want you to know that you are in high demand. Tell yourself, I'm in high demand. Verse 4. But you are of God, little children, and you have overcome them. Them. You have overcome them. So next time the devil's after you, don't run in here talking about the devil's after me. Pastor, I don't know what to do. The devil showed up in my home. <laughs> well, you have power on earth. And you have already overcome them. Don't come in here no more and tell me how much the devil done to you. You forgot the name of this church. The name of this church is Faith Center. Not Unbelief Center and not Fear Center, but Faith Center. That's the name of this church. So before you run up in here, I want you to look at that marquee out there again. Faith Center. Center of Faith. Amen? So look what he says. You are of God, little children, and you have overcome them. Plural. Comma. Because because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Tell yourself there's a greater one coming. And he's coming in me. Now in First Chronicles, 
In 1 Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32, these words, of the sons of Issachar, who have understanding of times to know what Israel ought to do. Supernatural discernment. They had supernatural discernment. Discerning of spirits is exercising wisdom in judging revelatory activity. Say that to you again. Deserting of the spirits is exercising wisdom in judging revelatory activity. Deserting of spirits is a spiritual gift imparted by the Holy Spirit, and it gives us sight into the unseen realm. It is a spiritual ability to distinguish between the Holy Spirit, good angels, Fallen angels, demons or evil spirits, and the human spirit. And the human spirit. General discernment is a product of our experiences, our disciplines, and our studies. That's general discernment. Discerning of spirits goes beyond our natural learning ability. It goes beyond that. It's supernatural. Unless we can consistently and reliably determine the source of the revelation and the nature of the spirit from which it comes, we run a high risk of deceiving ourselves and others. That's why we want to exercise our senses. In other words, we want to mature them. Go to the book of Hebrews, chapter 5. Hebrews, chapter 5. Let's look at verse 14 together. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, mature. That is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. In other words, in other words, in other words, it didn't come overnight. It didn't come overnight for me. It didn't come overnight for Pastor Dixon. It didn't come overnight for Apostle. It didn't come overnight for Sue. And we are still exercising our senses so that we may rightly discern good and evil. Do you understand that? So don't, don't be discouraged because you miss it. It's okay. Just learn from it. Listen, I have heard more bad sermons than I have prophecy. Believe me. So don't be discouraged because you miss it. Just learn from it. And then you learn, learn, and ask Holy Spirit, what is it? Why did I miss that? Let me tell you something. There is nothing open more by mistake than the mouth. So just start asking, Lord, put a muzzle on my mouth. Help me put a muzzle on my mouth so that I may not learn to sin. My grandmother used to tell me, don't let your mouth write a check. Your butt can't cash. <laughs> How many of y'all remember that? <laughs> you, you understand that? 
So we all want to be able to learn from it. So in the book of Hebrews, it says, let me read it to you again, verse 14, but solid food belongs to those who are full age. In other words, it cost them something. They grew up. They didn't run away because they got their feelings hurt. They didn't run away because they missed it. They grew up. They matured. Okay? He says that is those who by reason of use had their senses exercised to discern good and bad. So it's important. So discerning of spirits goes beyond our natural ability and our learning ability. So unless we can consistently and reliably determine the source of the revelation and the nature of the spirit from which it comes, we run a high risk of deceiving ourselves and hurting other people. It's okay to say, I don't know. It's okay to say, I don't have a word right now. The Lord hasn't said something to me. But if he does, I would share it with you. It's okay to say that. Your mind may be somewhere else. It may be thinking about getting home eating chicken or something. I don't know. And you're just not in that place at the moment. It doesn't mean doesn't make you any less spiritual than anybody else. Only the word of God makes you spiritual. Not your performance or your activities. Only this word makes you spiritual. The Issachar anointing. The Issachar anointing is having the ability to discern and to identify spiritual times and seasons and know how to respond in those times and seasons. I remember my wonderful friend and my father, Apostle Lyon. He went home to be with the Lord. And no, I am telling you, when he went home, everybody kept saying it was a new season. And I thought to myself, how dumb that sounds. Do you think by him going to the Lord changed the season? You see how dumb we can sound? Now, my mother, my mother passed away, and it was in autumn. It didn't become winter because she passed away. It didn't change the season. Now, you see how we just get caught up and we just say stupid stuff that makes no sense. The season is not changed because somebody left. The season is not changed because you finally discovered that God was on the move and he's doing something, and you just caught up with what he was doing. It didn't change the season. Jesus says, don't say four months is going to be like this. He said, don't say that. He said, it already is. See, we think naturally, spiritually. Instead of thinking spiritually, naturally, then we become supernatural. Then we are the son of man and the son of God. But if we stay the son of man and no longer function like the son of God, but we want the benefits and the knowledge and the expertise of living in that place without actually thinking and believing from that place. We ought to see things from the place of ascension, not from things from the sidewalk. Why? Because things from up there in the place of ascension look a lot different from things doing the sidewalk. And so the Bible tells us to set our minds on those things that are above and not on the things that are beneath. So, the Issachar anointing, it helps you rightly discern where you are in the alignment of the scripture. 
We always talk about things being out of alignment and things are in alignment. I went to the chiropractor and he adjusted me and he made an adjustment. What did he do? He equipped me. He equipped me. Carl Cartes was he. He equipped me and he put my spine back into alignment. Now, when I walked out of there, I had to exercise my muscles to hold my alignment. Because if I didn't exercise my muscles to hold my alignment, then I would have what, got what? Misaligned again. Did everybody understand that? So when I go to the chiropractor and he does his thing to me, he says, now go and do this. I'll see you next week. So what is being fulfilled in our day? How to recognize the move of God and where we are in relation to where we are going. Where we are, and I just got through talking to your apostle just a few minutes ago, and I says, I feel that this is where I need to be this time next year. But I couldn't say that to him for confidence a couple of months ago. Of a month or so ago, I didn't have confidence. I wasn't sure enough to say that to him. But now I am. Do you understand that? That's important. Where? Why? Because I rightly discerned where I was to be at and where I was to go now in the spirit. So now the only thing for me to do now is to walk it out on the earth. Why? Because I heard it from heaven. Am I making sense to you? But I didn't get it overnight. I had to stay in the secret place until God could whisper in my ear, and he probably was all along. I just didn't hear him. Why? Because of the circumstances that were surrounding me. I probably couldn't hear him, so God had to show up at night and seal his instructions to me in a dream. And then I said, okay, I see it. Just like he said to Jeremiah. He never asked Jeremiah what he could hear. Obviously, Jeremiah had a problem with hearing at that time, but he says, what do you see? You see, there are prophets and there are seers' prophets. Some hear audibly, some see. And then they, then they, then they say what they see. Some of you are that way. That's the same way we're learning. Some of you would much rather listen to something than read a book. While you retain what you hear, not what you see with your eyes. Now, being in the triumphant reserve, that's who all of you are. You're part of a triumphant reserve of end time believers. And that's what Peter talked about those in the book of Acts. He says he gives us a list of who this triumphant reserve of end-time believers would be. There would be sons and daughters. There would be dreamers. There would be visionaries. There would be handmaidens and, and servants. He said this is going to be God's end-time army. That's going to be God's triumphant reserve. He told Elijah when Elijah was in the cave, Elijah was going through a hard time, and, and God came to him, and Elijah says, Lord, just... It's just me. I'm, I'm the only one left. And the guy just said, oh, Elijah, you're so mistaken. He said, I have 7,000 who have never bowed a knee to Baal nor kissed him. You see, so being here tonight tells me you're part of this triumphant reserve. You're part of those people who have never been bowed a knee to Baal nor kissed him in his mouth. So we must have eyes to see 
ears that hear, and a heart that will respond. As it is a car anointing. That we might know times and seasons. We need to be a people that can walk in three levels of anointing in these end times. We need to be a people that can walk in three levels of anointing in these end times. The first one is, it's the Judah anointing. Second one is the Issachar anointing. And the third one is, is the Zubalim anointing. Now the Judah anointing is a ruling anointing. It's a ruling anointing. Jesus was of the tribe of Judah. It's a ruling anointing. The Issachar anointing is those who understand times and seasons. The Zubalon anointing is those who establish the revelation of Jesus Christ in the hearts of those who are the remnant of God. So we need to be a people in this end time who walk in all three of those anointing. And my time is up. Stand on your feet and let's pray. Eight o'clock, right? Okay, stand on your feet and let's pray. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the rich anointing of your spirit. We thank you for the power of your spirit and the power of your love. I bless your people tonight. With uplifted hands, I bless them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank you that this is a time of transition. There's a transition anointing yes. for each and every one of us that has transitioned us into greater works, greater things, greater enlightenment, and newer understanding that we might walk in the spirit and then live in the prophetic by faith that you are moving us into a new place of enlightenment Lord in the community in our schools, in our homes in our personal hearts there's a deepening a deepening of compassion and passion that begins to burn in our heart that we say Lord we cannot live without you we cannot live without you we realize we can do nothing. Lord, we don't want to play games anymore. We don't want to look good. We want to be good. We want to display your goodness, your glory to every single place we go. Bless this people of yours tonight, yes. I pray. And I thank you, Lord. This is a house of faith. It's an apostolic center that blesses, strengthens, increase, and mature. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Apostle Bird. So glad that you tuned into the podcast. I'm looking forward to you enjoying it again. Come with us soon and meet us with our next Supernatural Podcast. God bless you.